Hello and welcome back to this episode of the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host, Rich Fournier, and in this episode, I sit down with Simeon Papaelius, one of the co-founders for Rec Canada, who is currently the number one real estate team in all of Canada for Royal LePage. Now, Rec Canada is a full-service real estate sales and consulting brokerage that is based in Toronto, Ontario, and is operating under the banner of Royal LePage signature. Now, this is an eye-opening interview where we get to see the passion and drive that this team has developed to deliver a world-class experience for their clients. So stay tuned to this interview. You will not be disappointed. Have you ever wondered why some people thrive in all areas of their life? Welcome to the Peak Results Academy podcast with your host, Rich Fournier. Each week, we interview industry experts who consistently dominate in the fields of health, business, and beyond. Our mission is to share their personal struggles and strategies so that you can create your own peak results. Welcome to the Academy. Hello, everybody. Rich Fournier here for the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host, and today I'm super excited to have Simeon Papa Ilias here, the managing partner with Rec Canada Royal Page out of Toronto, Mississauga. Thank you kindly, sir, for being part of our podcast today. My absolute pleasure, Richard. How are you, sir? I'm very, very well. Thank you so much. Listen, the reason why I'm so excited to have you on is that this podcast is all about creating a peak result in someone's business and life. And in real estate, you are creating an amazing peak result. You were your organization, Rec Canada, which you are a managing partner of, team leader, was number one in Canada for Royal Page last year. You bet. Um, that's an extraordinary accomplishment, sir. Thank you, Fletcher. Thank you so much. We're yeah. very proud. We're very proud, of course, ourselves, but we definitely know what it took to get here. So, and this is where really what I want to figure out, Simeon. What was this like? We have so many agents in our space that you know, ninety percent churn rate, according to NAR. Um, the people are in and out within five years, but you're not, you're number no. one candidate for Royal page. No. And, and, and I mean, the same, the same stats uh, show that the average um, real estate agent does a couple of transactions a year. And of course we do not. Uh, we, we finished the year with just under 700 transactions last year um, across our, our 25 to 30 agents uh, plus or minus as the, as the year goes, always there's a few changes and, uh, people come on board and uh, people, some people go. Uh, our retention on the team is uh, 90%, uh, meaning that uh, the OGs of the REC are all still there. We haven't lost a single OG, but it's always kind of the juniors that come in and out uh, as they, they, they try to make sense out of what the real estate market really is, uh, especially when you look at it as a career. Uh, and, uh, and that's kind of where the only changeover really happens. Um, once, uh, once people are in a system, it's very difficult for them to unplug, uh, because of the value proposition, a well-structured team can bring. That's right. So if you don't mind going back to the original conception of this organization, um, how did it all get started? Uh, yeah. So my late partner, Simon Giannini, uh, started, uh, started his career in real estate in 2000, actually before then, but he was not on his own uh, individual brokerage. Uh, he started in the, in, in the early 90s, uh, and, he, and he had partnered with what are now legends in the business. Um, he worked with, uh, with Milbourne, with Legends of Sutton back in the day, and 
uh, he was uh, in real estate uh, forever and a day. In 2000, he, brought, he branched out um, and created the REC, uh, REC 2000 at the time. Um, and it was just himself and five agents and 10 agents and 15 agents. And he was kind of at that individual boutique brokerage uh, serving his clients. Um, and, and, and he always led with education. Um, I met him in 2007, um, and he was uh, an outfit of about 10 people uh, at the time. Uh, and I met a few of the, again, the OGs. Uh, his sister was part of his organization. Uh, my, my current uh, partner now, Jazz Tekar, he was a salesperson in the organization. Um, and, and of course, uh, it, when we met in 2007, I came on board as a salesperson. Um, I, was, uh, I had just left and sold my last couple restaurants um, in, in, in 06 and 07. Uh, I also had experience through university. I worked with a third party contingency, like a collections type, uh, company that serviced, uh, the needs of, uh, of the banking industry. So I worked with a small business portfolio for CIBC, uh, meaning restructuring debt, uh, and, and putting, uh, businesses back on a, on a level field. And there I learned how much, uh, I, I saw a window of how much people use their personal assets to refinance their businesses and, li and live to talk about it an another day and, and save their businesses and move on. So I truly was exposed to the power of real estate at a different level. Like I grew up as an immigrant, like I came to Canada in 94. Um, and my parents obviously, uh, no, I shouldn't say obviously, uh, were very firm believers of real estate. And I was exposed to real estate and business from when I was born. Um, so, so I, I was a, like, I bought my first property in, in 04 and in, in 2000, in 2004 as a 24 year old. Um, and I had my first business in 98 when I was 18 years old. So, um, it's not like I wasn't a believer of real estate, but when I was exposed to that banking, those two, three years of running that portfolio, um, after graduating accounting and financial management, I was exposed to that and, and it really shifted my, my view. Um, I, I really succeeded in that, uh, in that business and I was running a team of 150 people, um, and, uh, and, and a massive amount of money refinancing and changing hands. So in, in, I got into the six figures by 26, I was in the one hundreds. Uh, and I realized that there's not many places to go from there. Like the directorships and the vice presidents were doing 250 a year and 300 a year. Uh, but they were all dinosaurs. Like they were there for 30 years plus uh, to get to that level. Um, and my personal ambitions were far uh, beyond uh, the, the 150 that I was making. So at that time, it was a, it was a money thing. Uh, what I later realized, it was just a, a growth thing. Like I, I'm not content with uh, slow growth. I'm not content with, uh, medioc with mediocrity, period. So um, I, I'm inspired uh, by legends like Grant Cardone, which we had the pleasure of bringing on our podcast last week. That's airing tomorrow. Uh, and, uh, and Grant, uh, he, he will tell you like the, the whole 10x uh, strategy. I mean, that's something I live by. So it's uh, everything we do needs to be at a high level. Uh, inspiring people has to be at a high level. Uh, the people who inspire me have to be at a high level. And that's kind of where it all gets started. Amazing. Uh, like, yeah. can I ask you a question? Do you mind if yeah. I ask right there? So you were involved in the finance world. Like you never thought of going down into the lending mortgage world. I did. Yeah. Uh, I, I did think about it, but it's, um, it's the power of leverage. Real estate gives you that leverage. Um, and um, it's, it's not, you're not making money dollar on dollar. So your client who is, who is borrowing a hundred K you're making a hundred K. 
but the client who's borrowing 100K and puts that down in real estate, you're making money on 500K. It's five times. It's, it's, it's 5X at the bare minimum. Right. So you're talking about it as an agent. I'm talking about it as an income, as an opportunity. So, so if, if you're going to make, so, so a, a, bro, a broker, like a mortgage broker who I, like I, I have a, this podcast right here is targeted to brokers. To, to whether the real estate or, or mortgage. And, and uh, we run Brokers Playbook, uh, a podcast tar- like looking to educate and elevate uh, brokers. Right. So, so mortgage brokers to me are, are, are my kin. Like they, they are our brothers and sisters in the industry. Right. We can't live without them and they can't live without us. Right. So, so we have our, our goals and our targets are aligned. But the broker still, uh, obviously the broker can transact multiple times with the same client, refinancing them, borrowing, taking, selling, et cetera. So there's more transactions. But the, the real estate transaction itself, for me, is what's Bible. So I love the real estate transaction. So somebody taking 5% down and buying an asset worth 20X or 20% down and buying that asset at 5X, that same leverage they're using, I'm using for my fee. So from a monetary perspective, it's massive. And from a satisfaction perspective, it's massive. Seeing them stretch 5% into 100% of an action is unfathomable. And it can only be done in real estate. There are no futures that offer a a, a 25X. They're just, sorry, a 20X. There just isn't. Right. So so 5% down to buy an asset is just incredible to me. And it's inspiring and it wakes me up every morning. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't think of it that way in terms of how that fee that's earned to help someone, to serve someone, to create um, an asset for themselves that we're actually participating in that leverage. You bet. And I didn't think of it that way. Well, it's, it's just like the way you feel about a transaction. Like everybody feels different. Uh, for, for me, it, uh, it, it, every, every, every day is a new day and every transaction, I don't care how many thousands of transactions we participate in. It's every transaction is new to that one client. It's the first time they've done it or the third time they're freaking out and uh, we're freaking out right along with them. Let's go. We'll hold your hand and we'll get you through this. And um, again, it's, it's, that's passion. And that's, that's my passion. When you look at the, at our industry or the real estate industry, for example, what, what is that thing that's different inside your mind versus an, somebody who comes in and, and, and doesn't produce, does it two to five deals a year? What, what is that difference? There, there's a huge difference in terms of results and productivity, but why you? Like what, what made you in your team special? Um, so so I, I, again, it's, I think you're always the product of what you surround yourself with. Yep. Um, I, I mean, if, um, if you're sitting around in a basement uh, playing video games, uh, throughout your teens and your twenties, uh, yeah. hanging out, drinking beer. Um, the people that you're hanging out with are doing the same thing. Um, a- as a result, uh, nobody's getting ahead fast. Um, as a result, everybody rubs off on each other. Uh, nobody wants to break the status quo and be better than the other guy. Um, and th- they all stay in the same basement, uh, and they have nothing to show for it in their thirties. Um, Flip that on the other side. If you surround yourself with uh, guys who execute, uh, and uh, and I'm I'm going to say the word execute a lot. Um, if you're a, any idea that's not executed upon is a dream, um, and everybody dreams at night, and uh, that's what we all have in common as human beings. Um, but uh, if you wake up and take action, uh, 
that becomes a reality. If you wake up and do fuck all, uh, it, be, it becomes the reality as well. So right. um, the, the Boulevard of Broken Dreams is what I like to call all the people who don't execute um, is because so many am- amazing ideas uh, come out of people and it has nothing to do with who they are, the color of their skin. Um, right. I- ideas come out of everywhere all the time. It's just that so many people are not executing and it's complacency and it's laziness um, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's breaking to see. And uh, I can tell you that I've implemented on hundreds of ideas of others uh, because they just didn't have the gall to do it. So I heard your great idea and I told you in your face that if you don't wake up and do this tomorrow, somebody else is going to do it, namely myself. Right. So, so, and uh, I can tell you, I've executed on hundreds of ideas that have been given to me, served up to me, uh, and they were tremendous and strong ideas. When you look at an agent coming into this business, starting from scratch, should they join a team or should they go on their own? Um, obviously, I'm going to have a bias to it. Um, and, and the reason for the bias is not because I have a team. Uh, it's because I joined a team. Um, and, uh, there is simply no way around it coming into the industry. You know, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I cannot put bigger capital letters, more emphasis than, than what I'm telling you as a new agent, your, your course at Aria or whatever it is now, Humber college or what have you is complete nonsense. Uh, it's it's pretty much uh, a course that makes sure that you don't get sued your pants off 90 days into the industry. There is no color. There is no context. There is no depth. And the only thing that can do that is exposure to transactions, mm. whether they're your transactions or somebody else's that's, that's mentoring you and you've been paired up with, yep. um, you, you will have no depth. Uh, you will not be able to counsel someone properly. You're not going to be able to walk into a listing presentation before me or after me and provide the same value that I can. So you're, you're, you're spinning your wheels uphill, going nowhere, uh, or at a very snail's pace. If you're a very capable and aggressive uh, salesperson, um, you're going to be going at a snail's pace while everyone's ripping by you for no reason. Got it. Um, if, you, if you don't want to join a team because of the fee structure or because of that kind of a thing, you need to just interview more teams because there's a lot of teams with different business plans. There's a home for everyone. Got it. But, Got but it. the mentorship, the mentorship is key. I think so as well. I mean, when I first got started, I had a guy who was with a different company. He helped me put together my first deal. This was in Oakville. And uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even know what a condition was, <laughs> even though I'd passed no, yeah. No doubt. When you look at your YouTube channel in terms of creating a peak result, you're one of the few real estate channels anywhere. I mean, I looked at your data today. Um, the last 30 days, you had almost 28,000 views on your YouTube channel. How much of a percentage would you say that is contributing to your current business real estate transactions? Uh, yeah, so that's, that's a difficult question. And, uh, and my business partner, Jazz Takar, is, uh, is extremely... Uh, responsible and behind uh, our our brand awareness on YouTube. So what YouTube has done, it's not so much the transaction uh, that it has created, but the aura, the vibe, and and the brand awareness that it has created that makes a massive difference. 
Um, myself, I run uh, team operations and business development, meaning I bring inventory into the house to be sold. Uh, last Saturday, for example, we, we, we put together 30 worksheets for a, a new pre-construction project in Toronto via our Saturday brunch, which is a webcast to our investor community. Right. Over 500 people log in in uh, a cool 5 to 10% always participate in the next opportunity. Got it. So, so to, put, to, to put that into monetary value, uh, that's a $300,000 weekend. It's a big number. It's a big number. So you, you can attribute that to systems over 20 years. You can attribute that uh, to, to whatever you want. But without that massive brand awareness in the, in the consistency inside that media effort, there is nothing to talk about. So where those people come from, I can tell you they come from very strategic alliances. Where does our audience come from? But I can tell you that the percentage of people coming in from um, an Instagram live, from a Facebook live, from YouTube live, from the, from the periphery of brand awareness of people saying, hey, did you? I, I just spent two hours looking at this podcast. Have you seen it? Referrals are coming in via th that way now. So if you attribute one transaction, not forget the 50 or 100. One transaction from social media in that way, you've already, you're already at the top of the hill. In this case, it's obviously dozens of transactions that can be directly attributed to these efforts, but there is hundreds of transactions that are happening because <clears throat> the type of media and the type of effort brings human relationship to the next level. So it, it brings trust and awareness. So when, 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 by the time their third, on their third brunch that they're going to act on something, they know us. There is no doubt that the audience feels connected to the way we speak, to the way we act, to the way that they see past clients react on these shows. So we have hundreds of multi-transactional clients that participate and put their hand up and come on live, and they're like, I'm here live, there's excitement. Right. So, so how you create those, the amount of energy, time, and focus that it takes to create those uh, is where these results come from. So it's, it's, it's massive. And you've been at this um, online presence for how long now? Um, we used to be uh, on, on CH, uh, on, news, uh, on News Talk 1010, then we went over to Chorus with AM640. Um, but uh, after my, my, the founder of REC, the original founder and my late partner Simon passed away in 2017 is when we truly made uh, the switch. We came off um, the local high-pay high um, radio networks and said, uh, we're going to go down a grassroots campaign. We're going to put effort behind this. In six months, the proof started piling in. And then we put real money behind it. Uh, and when I say real money behind it, we put about a quarter million dollar a year payroll between video editors, graphic artists, copywriters, um, just a multidisciplined media squad that live, breathe, and, and do this all day, every day. Uh, at the helm of, of my partner's efforts. And my partner would be a great person to interview here as well, just from a personal branding and uh, media component alone. Forget his sales, which are uh, out of sight, like his salesmanship. He, he leads our sales and marketing. But uh, from a marketing perspective, you'd love him. 
So when you look at, yeah, I, I, I love the opportunity. Always, you know that. I, I genuinely appreciate even your time. I mean, what yeah, you can't get it back. So when you look at, you know, as we talk about peak results and creating peak results in your business, I mean, you, you went all in. You, were, you, you ran away, took a chance on something that was working. You're paying for play, really, yes. at the time. And you were, um, I'm assuming you were getting business from those. Um, 100%. Folks, but you decide to walk away and start from scratch on the ground level, organic level, becoming a media company really is what you yes. want now. Yes. Um, and notoriety trumps ability initially. You need uh -huh. to be exposed. It doesn't matter how good you are at something that doesn't know you're one there. So you put all this effort into it. Probably wasn't great in the beginning. Sure. Right? You just act upon it. And you started getting business within six months. Yes. More business, sorry. You already were doing more, more business in the next six months. Would you recommend uh, a loan agent participate in becoming, trying to become um, an influencer on, on, on video and media or it, are, are they better off served by dialing for dollars, door knocking, hardcore grassroots stuff, or should they go down this space as well? Uh, I, again, like uh, Peak Results uh, Academy, from my understanding, Richard, is about mindset. So uh, if you're looking to explore mindset, uh, dialing for dollars uh, and going down those hard to core routes, th those, are, those are skills and those are necessary things to do no matter what you're doing. Right. Uh, what we're doing is based on passion. Right. Um, so if you don't like uh, to, to, to share your experience, you're not going to succeed in sharing your experience. If you don't uh, enjoy leading people, you yep. can't lead people into battle. So I think every, every single agent, broker, uh, salesperson, uh, anybody who's looking for peak results right now needs to take a real good look in the mirror and say, say what is it that I want to be? Uh, because it's easy to make 150K to pay your bills. So let, let's make one thing straight. Uh, anybody here watching, we're in the GTA. Life costs a lot more to live here than it does in uh, Red Deer, Alberta, just the way it is. Yep. Um, it's also a lot easier to make a hundred grand here than it is to make a hundred grand in Red Deer, Alberta. Right. So when people measure, you know, six figures, I couldn't give a shit for your hundred grand. Hundred grand's fuck all. That's what you need to live. Or else you can't live here. Rent's twenty nine hundred bucks. Right. So so it, it's it's just the way it is. So uh, for somebody looking to make a living and treat real estate as a job, I think that's a mistake to begin with because real estate is a, is, a, is a passion. It's a career. It's going to take time to develop, and once it does, your referrals and all your hard work from years past come to follow you and make your life easier. Still, to the very end, though, unless you switch from a real estate agent into a business owner, the minute you get sick or when you go on vacation, your phone starts, stops ringing. Yep. So there has to be a time where you take a good look at yourself and say, A, am I in this for the right reasons? Because if I'm not, I should leave the industry. So am I a real estate agent? If I am a real estate agent, at what point will I start respecting myself more and start building my business as opposed to being an agent? Because being an agent, you will always be just that. You get sick or you go on vacation or something happens and it's game over. Yep. When you're building a business, you're building systems, you're building alliances, you're building partnerships that allow you to run a business, a profitable, 
dignified business. That's what it's all about for me. He rings a bell for me because I got sick and everything stopped. You rang my bell today. And I appreciate that. What's the top three things someone can do today if they want to build a team? Uh, again, to, to build the team, you need systems. Like I would be happy to, uh, I'm going to answer your question, but above and beyond that, um, b- because we believe in sharing and peeling back the curtains on everything we do, um, we don't have any secret sauce whatsoever. If you go to REC Experience, uh, you're going to see, if you go to Broker's Playbook, you're going to see that there's absolutely nothing uh, that we won't share, uh, only because we know that people won't do it. So, so we take for granted how lazy people are and how disorganized people are. So we don't try to help them. We try to help the guys who will execute. So if they knew it before and now they do, they're going to go and do the right thing. If anybody thinks there's competition in a city of 7 or 10 million people, if there's not enough business for you to take, if you think I'm going to give you my strategies and I'm worried about you competing against me, you got another thing coming. Where does this, this, this confidence come from? Like, where is it? Like, does this come from your, your family? I mean, this, I mean, you're, you're getting me jazzed here. You give me lots of energy. So where does this come from? You just, you just didn't drink it one day and you were like this, this person. No, it, it, it comes from humility. Uh, and, and it comes from knowing that uh, we're fuck all. You're just a little, you're just a little human being on the planet, man. Right. Uh, tomorrow morning you could be wiped out with, with anything. Right. So, Who's to think, like, like you, you hear all these people, like, we're, we're, we're number one, and, like, these egos in this, it's just such bullshit. Like, you're just, you're just, like, I'm just a fucking agent. Right. Like, like I'm not the king of England, and I'm, I'm not, like, the, the, the warlord or the guy behind the guy. Like, we're just out here making a living, man. I got two kids just like any other guy. I got a wife at home that misses me and keeps screaming at me, where are you? Why are you working so much? So, like... There's nothing different between anyone. Um, the, the difference in confidence is the fact that I acknowledge that I marched out to take over business. So I took somebody's business and I took it by providing better value. So if anybody here thinks, oh, how could I knock Simos off his pedestal? You can't. You can try and you can take my business, but more than likely, you're not going to do it. So why compete for my clients? Go find new ones. There's a million mops doing two, like, I, I call them mops, the, the guys that do the two transactions a year that they just make noise in the industry and do nothing for it to elevate it. They're right. mops to me. You're a mop. You're, 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 you're nothing but noise. So if anyone has inside them the energy to go take business, you're not going to take my business. But I can tell you, you can take so much business by just providing this much value because there's so many people providing no value, order takers. Go out and tell somebody how you're excited to see them. Tell them how you're excited to help them and mean it. Be excited to help someone reach their goals. Be happy to make an introduction to the best mortgage broker you've ever met, to the best lawyer they've ever met. If they're not transacting today, help them out. They will transact with you tomorrow. Guaranteed. That's how she's done. How did you develop the faith that doing the thing on, like, for example, I want to nail this down. 
you have to have some sort of faith that the activity that you would do would produce a result. Where did that faith come from? Um, I, I, now we're going straight into natural law. Doing the right thing is, all, is, is always the right thing. Mm. Giving first, giving first, the, the law of reciprocity, if, if this is something that we're arguing at this level of, uh, of production, there's nothing to talk about. If I give you something, Richard, there's a tremendous likelihood that you're going to give me something back. Why? Because you're not a sociopath, unless you are, which is one in a million. But if I do you good, how is it possible that you will go out of your way to do me bad? If you're a normal human being, I'm not saying a good human being, just a normal guy. If you drop your phone walking down the street and I say, hey, buddy, you dropped your phone, I give you that phone. What are the chances that you're going to steal the next phone that you find on the street? That's where she comes from, bro. It's very simple laws of nature, laws of human beings. Be a normal, be a good person, and there's nothing than, than good that can come to you. Does this come from your parents, this drive? It, it definitely comes from my parents, but it definitely comes from everybody around me. My business partner, my director of operations, who you've met, Bobby, uh, my, 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 my partners in business, uh, the Slidon brothers, Chris and Jeffrey, they're people who are just giving and kind and, and, and have a good ear on them and they help you succeed. So aligning yourself up with people. So again, like going back to the question, what are the three things people can do? Don't look when you're, when, when you're interviewing a brokerage and, and somebody says it's an 80-20 versus a 90-10 or a 70-30. If you're caught up in how to split nothing into, th into thirds and sevenths because you don't have any commissions, you haven't earned any, and you're concerned how are you going to split future money that you'll never make at the wrong place, you're off to a wrong start. Align yourself with people who care for your success. A lot of people are very skeptical that nobody cares about you for real, and it's going to be more wrong. I care about every single one of my agents. I care about people who aren't my agents. I care about you and your success. If I can contribute this much to your success, my duty as a human being is complete because I don't know you. We don't know each other past the, 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 before we met via LinkedIn and, 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 and set up interviews. But we create value in each other's lives and we inspire each other. Uh, and, and an agent and a broker and a salesperson only has to gain uh, from this activity, from helping each other. In my experience so far with interviewing top performers, there's a few key things that are coming to the table for me. One is they actually give a crap about their clients. Um, secondly, they're fully engaged in the business of real estate. There is no this way or that way. It's this way. Yes. We made a firm decision. Why don't people make a firm decision on what they really truly want? They're scared. And, the, and there's a, there's a, and fear only comes from ignorance. Uh, and when I say ignorance, I mean lack of knowledge. So when you don't have a full deck of cards in front of you to play, of course you're going to be scared you're going to lose. Not only should they be scared, they are going to lose because I'm going to beat them. So again, going back to it, I'm not saying it in a mean way, but you cannot excel at something if you don't know your head from your ass. So if you are a new agent or a media, uh, uh, an intermediate agent, you need to get mentorship. Who are you to not split your results and have a senior beside you at all time? But people are greedy. 
like, oh, I want, I'm going to go to uh, right at home or whatever brokerage, doesn't matter, a discount brokerage where it's 100%, only 200 uh, bucks a month per transaction fee. Well, guess what you're going to get, fool? Nothing. You're going to get back end and you need all the front end help you can get. 100%. So, so and this isn't a, a, a vote for brokerages and overcharging agents because I have an issue with that too. <clears throat> but this is about aligning yourself up with full service pros that can help you become a better service provider to your, to your client, to yourself, to build, a, to build a business, to see where they failed and where you can hopefully, you know, leap over the next puddle that you don't see, as opposed to plant yourself right in it, like we all have. 100% made a million mistakes. So you're talking about becoming a better version of yourself through mentorship, through people who have kind of traversed the wilderness already and who's wanting to see you go because they know that contribution is the most important thing because from contribution comes more stuff. 100%. And I mean, we grow our team every day. Uh, and this is an open call to any agent. Yeah. Uh, if, if you want to see what, uh, what a team can do, uh, how we got to number one and how my goal now is not number one in Royal Page. I could care less if I come in 15th next year at Royal Page. My goal is to be number one in Canada bar none. So like we, I know we need to hit 10 mil GCI. Yep. In order to accomplish number one in Canada, I'll tell you who has it. Sam McDaddy. Yep. He's no longer at Remax or Royal Page. He's on his own. Yep. He's doing his thing. He has no ego. Yep. He just goes out and does his thing. He sells the most real estate in Canada as an entity. Period. So un unless I can beat Sam McDaddy, what is the point of doing this? So it's not like he has crosshairs on him. We're out to get him. He is my, my inspiration now to get to that next level. He has 50 people on his team. 60, great. I need 50 or 60 people on my team. But we're going to grow with people who care about their clients, who provide a world-class service for their clients, who, who you're not embarrassed or, or scared what they're going to say to the client. The right people or if they can't sit at your table and present with pride and you, you say, that's my agent. That's the guy who represented me. That's the guy who I want on my team. I don't want a guy who will just do anything for a deal. Nobody gives a shit about a transaction. How did the client feel? That's where we're at. You're preaching the truth, man. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> That's where we're at, man. You're aiming. You got, you got a vision greater than what you've ever accomplished. Right? Some of the circles, some of the language that you're using, I'm very curious on some of the people that you communicate outside the real estate industry because some of the words that you used are from a particular coach and trainer out there today. Um, do you have mentorship today in your own business? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, and it's not necessarily a, a Tom Ferry or a, a classic, uh, a Jerry James or, uh, I, I mean, Jerry James is a tremendous friend of, uh, of my brokerage and a tremendous friend of my firm and organization. Yeah. He's been a guest on multiple of our, uh, of our podcasts and insights. Um, but I mean, Phil Soper, the CEO of Royal Page. Yeah. Um, like, like if you're not inspired by looking at Phil, uh, Chris Lightham, the, the owner broker uh, here at uh, Signature, he's grown it from 
Uh, he inherited from his uh, father a brokerage of a couple hundred or hundred people, a couple hundred people, family business, 60 years. But we're sitting at 1,300 agents. It's insane. What are you talking about? It's insane. Yeah. Like you're talking about a small army. Talk about having market data to be able to provide. Talk, talk about having your pulse on the market today. We do one email to our, to our, to our brokerage. We know what's happening in the GTA today. Because you have 1,300 soldiers on the ground feeling the temperature. Right. So, so being part, so, so I, I guess going back to what we can advise people to do is you need to align yourself with places and people who can help you become better. And you do that with data. So if there's 1,300 people at that organization, there might be a reason why they're there. If you look at their roster and you see, you know, 50% of your local market share being represented by a single brokerage. Why do you think that is? What do you think you can learn from the people who are there? Do you think that a high performer is not reachable? Or do you think that they, they typically would always have an open door policy where you can knock and say, hi, I'm a little peanut. I just started in the business. Is there anything I can do? Can I polish your shoes? And you can just tell me how you got these shoes? Is it possible that I can carry your open house signs to your truck today? Maybe on the way there, you can tell me a little story or, or a little anecdote of, of what I should do in my next open house. What do you think they would say no? They would say gladly. They say yes. Of course they say yes. These are yes people. The best people in the business are people business, are, are social creatures, are sharing and grateful people. It's very difficult to be a piece of shit and be at the top of the ladder in any organization. More than likely, 90%, you're a good human being, and you like to share your success, to stay there. In your organization with Royal Page, you have something what's called the Chairman's Council, and that is a really interesting group of um, the top 1% within the organization, 18,000 agents across Canada. How much of an influence has that been on your business? I mean, uh, for, for a few reasons, unfortunately, I had never attended the chairman's retreat before uh, until this year, uh, which thankfully I did because uh, COVID rolled in like literally three weeks later. Um, but uh, I was in Portugal uh, and I spent uh, a week with my, with my esteemed colleagues and the top performers. And I can tell you that out of that retreat was born a new business venture between myself and other top 10 members. Uh, which we call REC collaborations, where now we're we're, we're going to be creating new verticals. Um, so let's say you you're a 25 year resale legend, okay, yeah. but you don't have an investment arm at all. So your clients have no idea that you offer investment real estate services and counsel. So uh, I personally have taken it upon myself to build out uh, some new verticals for for some of the, the biggest names. In, if I told you the names of the real estate, I mean, if you dig a little, you'll find them. I, I won't put them out here because I haven't spoken to my collaborators if they want that kind of attention. But uh, uh, respectfully, like it, it's the biggest names in real estate in the GTA. Uh, we're going to be hitting databases of 10, 20, 30,000 people uh, of resale real estate where there's an existing relationship and trust. And we're going to be offering product offering developments uh, and incentives to turn their clients into wealth making machines. Uh, and of course, everybody gets the value that comes with that. So uh, it's just another vertical and it's going to be another 
what I hope to be within a year from now, another 300 transactions a year. You're totally inspiring me to, to reach for a different level. And I know for sure that our audience will be absolutely enamored with this podcast. And I so appreciate who you are, what you're aiming for. And I really, truly believe that you're elevating this industry to another level. And I appreciate your drive and contribution. So thank you so much. Cheers, my brother. I appreciate you. Have an amazing day. And thank you for taking the time to be with us today. I would like to thank you, of course, uh, for having me. Uh, and as my last word to everyone out there, uh, stop looking uh, on things to blame. Every time you point the finger, there's three pointing back at you. Uh, take full, full accountability for every decision that you make. Uh, every day that you defer something is uh, another day further from where you're trying to go. So get to it, execute, get help. We love you all. Amazing. Thank you so much, sir. Cheers, bro. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you are fit to work with Peak Results Academy, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to peakresultsacademy.com slash call. That's peakresultsacademy.com slash call and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, what do you really want out of life and your business? Number two, what is not working for you today? And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to create massive change in these areas. Remember, changing your life and creating massive results does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. We're helping clients all over the world create peak results in their health, in their businesses, and in their personal lives. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to peakresultsacademy.com call. We'll chat soon.